Welcome to the Butter Chicken Podcast, hosted by DJ Shirai and DJ Juicy. Ooh. We focus on the stories of individuals who are making great impact in society and culture. The Butter Chicken Experience is well-cooked, thought-provoking conversation. Thank you for tuning in and enjoy the vibes. You got the culture? Yes, 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 party people, New York City and worldwide. It's your boy, DJ Sharad. And DJ Juicy. What's popping? We are the Butter Chicken Podcast, boys, at Butter Chicken Podcast. Friends, listeners, we welcome you back to another episode of the Butter Chicken Podcast. We're here live and direct from New York City, and you know we always come with that sauce. Is that not right, Juicy? Extra sauce, bro. Super, super spicy today, (laughs) B. Hell it's yeah, gonna be man. spicy today. It's hot in New York City. Summertime. We got fine. t-shirt weather. Juicy's gold chains hanging out. You know what I mean? And we're about to about to hit a couple of cities in the next few days. We may have some have a good time. Just working, bro. Listen, bro. Right now, um, I talked to Apple today. Okay. Apple Podcast is moving. Uh, the Butter Chicken Podcast is on Spotify as well. Yes, we are. Of course, we are on Hub Hopper, in which India. is our friends in India. So, salute. Before we go further. Just know, when we do that analytics talk, (laughs) even though we're coming from New York City, where's the number one listenership? Number one listenership is coming out of India right now. So salute everybody in uh, our motherland uh, for following us, supporting us, um, and, uh, you know, just just stay with us, man. We rocking. But today, today, we're not really talking India. No. Not we, today. We're not talking New York City, Juicy. <laughs> we're not. We we in New York City, but we are not talking New York City. We're talking about we're talking about a little skip over the pond today. A skip over the pond. Yes, sir. We're also talking about G shit. Yes. We're talking about pave the way. We're talking about OG. We're talking about someone who really fathered a style. Mm-hmm. Someone who's incredible in the scene. Somebody who has essentially paved the way for so many new young artists and still really really doing this thing musically yes sir ladies and gentlemen butter chicken podcast friends and family in studio today we have the legendary stranger <laughs> mumsy stranger what's good bro yo what's up what's up my brothers chilling man welcome to the show thank you bro thank it's been, you a, been, been a been a long 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 time coming absolutely very long time yes sir long flight <laughs> <laughs> only <Okay>. seven hours <laughs> seven thousand hours bro <laughs> you, you know uh you know the flight to london is the same as like the uk i mean as uh la it's not that bad what, for you guys, isn't yeah. it? Like from yeah. us, like we could either go to LA or London. It's basically... Bro, you like, guys are crazy, bro. Like honestly, your, your states are so big, man. Like <laughs> we can walk to another like, area. You man, you man have to camp and plan. And, <laughs> it's a fact. You know, get some calendar dates out just to travel. <laughs> yeah, it's a fact. It's crazy. Everything's on the calendar though now. <laughs> we were talking about it before we recorded, right? Like everything is just on Technology, the Technology, yeah. Bro, technology is like mad maza right now. Just, you know... Keeping up with it. Can't sustain without it, man. Nah, yeah. like mobile phone is another organ, bruv, like right now. Oh, shit. <laughs> you can't go nowhere without it. Yes, that's it. <laughs> so I told Juicy before the podcast, I've been following you for some time, and uh, one thing that uh, really intrigues me is that uh, you are very, very educated uh, in the game, but also in life. 
sure. and educated by experience. And we're going to get into it today. Uh, for those of you just checking into the Butter Chicken Podcast, if this is your first time, welcome. For those that don't know what we do, uh, we tell the story of individuals making impact in culture and society. And beyond just talking music, we talk real life shit. We talk the business. We talk family. Um, Mumsy's a family man. Sally. Uh, and we're going to dive into all that. But before we do so, brother, uh, Juicy always likes to kind of start off yeah. and get a little background for those who might not know you. Yeah. Uh, Mumsy, tell us a little bit about where you come from culturally, how that's impacted you as a musical, musical artist. Um. Well... I'm from East London, mm. so uh, for those obviously don't know, we've got North East, South West, mm -hmm. uh, Central London. Um, so I'm from East. I normally say Stratford okay. because nobody really understands. When I, well, I'm from originally from Plasto. Okay, that's my town, but um, near Stratford. Uh, but yeah, born and bred in East London. My parents are Bangladeshi. Mm. They were born in uh, Bangladesh. Okay, I was born in the UK. Nice. So I feel like. With 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 our my generation, we're like the end of negatives, man. You know, like photos. Mm. Oh we're yeah, like, we're the end of negatives. <laughs> yeah, you know, the transition from like. I think see, some people might not even understand. Understand yeah. the yeah. Whole film think, is. Yeah, for them, they, for, for them, it's like a filter right now. Yeah, not on the phone. <laughs> filter. <laughs> a digital camera to them is like like ancient shit. Exactly, man. <laughs> so like, I feel I feel my generation was that, you know, cultural, like that cultural step from mm. the village straight into the modern world you know because my parents were born in the village mm. you know so everything I feel I did as a child was very new it was a it was a barrier mm -hmm. it was huge so obviously my parents being Bangladeshi and Muslim as well obviously mm -hmm. I'm Muslim um, music like what it's like alien language bro like what's what's, what's music like music music went popping not just for not just like as a Bangladesh, no, sorry, not just as a like being a Muslim or Bangladesh, mm. but just generally me getting into music. Like, you know, most of my Pakistani friends and Indian friends, they were like, music, as soon as they're born, like, ding, 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 into that straight <laughs> away, bro. Straight, is, yeah, throw a guitar in him, like, yeah. piano. Me, nah, bro, like, books, you know, like, straight away. And the way I got into it, bro, like, being Bangladeshi, British, mm -hmm. Muslim, you know, from East London, you know, I have to thank my brother. Uh, my older brother. I've I've got five brothers, one sister. So wow, I'm, the, I'm the second youngest. Okay. Um, and my brother, who's a middle guy, he he he, he used to DJ. Okay. And uh, I don't know if you guys, you know, used to mess with garage music. Hell yeah, yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. So that was my era. Like I think the transition from jungle to garage. Mm, okay. East London was like Buzzing. That was the place. Yeah. yeah. And um, he used to DJ on uh, Rinse FM. Okay. With Wiley. Page, you go Cartel, wow. DJ Slimzy, DJ Target. Wow. You know, my brother used to work, roll with these guys because uh, we, we were from the same hood. Obviously, I was a lot younger. Uh -huh. And I remember he had decks. He had decks in his room, like, and no one, you know, like, no one really went into his room. And I used to, like, knock it and, like, yeah, I need to go and see what he's doing, man. There's some nicks. Mm. Vibes coming from his room. And I used to get inspired, you know, like, just see people going into his room. And I used to stand outside. And I think one day, you know, you just, pay attention I was like hold on I really like this like, I like music and I like I like this vibe mm. how old are you at that time at that time bro I was probably about 8 years old I was really young you know he's he's 3 years older than me mm. right so, so it was hitting you already at a young age straight away you know he's a vinyl collector I was very young 
um, and he always hanged about with like bigger guys, like older oh, guys, gosh, yeah. um, which automatically put him in a place where he was ahead, you know. And uh, that's how I kind of got into music, you know. So my my siblings were very much into music, vinyl, you know, and uh, I kind of just followed their footsteps. Okay, they almost made it aloud. If that makes sense in Absolutely. my household, so they were the trailblazers in the family. Hundred yeah. percent, they they made it aloud, you but, know. But now, does your bro still DJ now? Nah, man, not at all. Like <laughs> he he was just having fun, yeah. you know. Like he wasn't really doing it professionally, you know. It, my, my thing was like I was I was the alien. I'm the alien in the family, mm. the stranger, if you will. Hundred percent, I'm the stranger. You we know? got we. I don't understand where the name comes from, Mumsy Stranger. And some people say Mumsy. Yeah, yeah. Some people say Mumsy. On records, I've heard it, Mumsy. Yeah. What is it? All right. Is it just where you're from, you say it differently? Nah, nah, I clarify that. So, okay. first of all, obviously, my name's Mumit. Okay. That's my How do you spell that? government name, M-U-M-I-T. Okay. okay. And uh, obviously, if you take out the I-T, you know, it's mum, innit? So mum, okay. Straight. You know, you're not going to say mum. Right. So, naturally, mom. so at that time, going back to my brother, um, Mumit, it wasn't really an artist name, it was my name, so... Mm. You know what? It's not swaggy enough for me to <laughs> use, bro. Like moment, rocket, pocket. It's not. It wasn't vibing for Mummy, me, bro. Yeah. yeah, that don't sound good. Nah. Uh, so when my my brother used to roll with that DJ Slimzy and these guys, and that Slimzy, that's where the name came from, Mumsy. Oh. There's a lot of ZYs yeah. out of the UK at that time. Yeah. yeah. Especially, you're right. I'm gonna call you Juicy. Sharazi. <laughs> 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 Fuck it. Fuck yeah. it. Sharazi Stranger. Bro, why not? 100%. Oh, shit. But it's so Z, Z, yeah, ZY shit. Is, that's fire, though. Yeah, hell yeah. yeah. DJ Juicy. Juicy. I mean, yeah. well, it had to Mumsy. be a Z, bro. I don't think S Mumsy would have worked. <laughs> Mumsy, All right, so we understand the, the first, the Mumsy. Yeah. yeah. Stranger. All right, so Stranger came a little bit later, obviously. Mumsy was something that I carried um, until when I started working with a label, et cetera. So Stranger, so this was quite deep actually. So my mother passed away, bless her soul, 2006. And at that time, she said something to me. She was like, you know, whatever you do in life, you got to do it on your own. And you need to make sure you respect that. Mm. You can't be you can't be a shadow and you can't be a, a, a follower. You need to try to be a leader and lead your way into your goals. And... Uh, she told me something and she said that, you know, in this world, remember, you're born as a stranger. So you should live as a stranger because one day you will leave as a stranger. You understand? No matter what you do in life, no matter what you do, when you're relevant, people want to mess with you. Mm. When you're irrelevant, you're a stranger. You know, so she make, she gave me that. She's that strange. So that's why I'm Mumsy Stranger. So Mumsy is the first part and the stranger is my discipline, you know, like no matter what you do, popularity is is, is a game, yeah. you know, like. That makes sense, man. You know, so it's no matter what you do, your family knows you, everyone else just treats you like a stranger, isn't it? Right. When, as of when they need you, Sheesh. when you're popping, they need you, when they don't need you, you're just a stranger. <laughs> That's some that's some deep shit. Yeah, it is you know some what deep mean? shit. That's some, that, but that's, that's facts all around and I think, I think that comes with that understanding really comes with age mm. and that understanding comes with time and experience and ex life experience, right? Mm. Sure, man. Because I, I see it too. I've seen it so many times. I'm I'm sort of a, I guess you could say a young OG out here. Mm. <laughs> and um, I heard things about you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but point being like, 
when the shit is super good and you're super hot, phone's always blowing up. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. Exactly. When, if you quiet, everyone's quiet. a stranger. That's it, and that's the game, bro. Like you, you need to also accept that. That's the world you're in, and that's that's what you're trying to do. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so the music thing starts at a very young age to your brother. At what point do you say, "Yo, I really want to start doing this"? And how does that transpire over time? Um, it was in high school. So, mm-hmm. um, when I went to secondary school, that's what we call it anyway, mm-hmm. in the UK. Um, when I went to secondary school, obviously, we started. Like, I started meeting way more different, you know, cultures and ethnic backgrounds. You know, so many different people. Mm. Like um, in in the UK, like. Um, you have different areas. For example, you have a Punjabi area, mm-hmm. South like Hall. South Hall. You have Brick Lane, Brick Lane, which is quite Bengali. Mm-hmm. Which where I was actually born, I was born in Thai Hamlets, but I left when I was two. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have de- like designated areas for certain cultures and ethnic backgrounds. Sure. Where I was born, it wasn't like that. It was no estates, nothing like that. It was open. estates is is projects, right? Estates is like you know like flats, right? You know, like, okay. project. Housing. Do you call it projects? Yeah, yeah. yeah. housing projects. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Government so, funded. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Exactly. Um, and that's where you like, find like top boy. <laughs> yeah, top boy. That's <laughs> it. And it's weird because where 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 I was brought up in Plasto, you had Greeks, Turks, Indians, Punjabis, Bengali, Pakistani. There was no Jamaicans. You know, like there was no restriction of who. Like you'd come out, and it's just a big world. I think that had a huge part of me getting into music because when I went secondary school I met MCs rappers DJs producers you know like mm. straight away like when we was in the playground like that was the thing in the UK 100% yeah. of and it's still the thing yeah like it, it's it still is. like music it, is bro it's insane there. Over there yeah I think too. the I think the best music in the world is in that little place in the UK yeah 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 like I genuinely believe that it's a lot of talent. We have a big affinity towards UK. I don't know if you oh, know that. I, I didn't know yeah. that. Sure, I'm more so than me because he's got tons of family out there. Yeah, yeah I, I'm from That's the Shepherd's crazy. Bush, B. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if <laughs> you know that. Yeah, yeah bro. White City, Shepherd's Bush, yeah. acting like that's Uxbridge Road. Like, yeah, now it's now it's cool. But when I used to go back in the day, it was also pretty hood. Yeah, man. and the, a lot just, of stuff from there. As well. The experiences yeah. there was like. The culture is just reminds me of Queens, crazy. really. If you think it's about it. it's the whole place is Queens, yeah. though. That's and except you see mad brown people. That's the shit. <laughs> and they definitely got assimilated way faster than here in the states, for sure. They did, and we're gonna talk about it because I've spoken to so many people from the UK that still say that as many brown people as are there, we're still not like strong in the yeah, mainstream. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I definitely want to talk about that. But so you start moving in high school and high school. Picking up like tricks, you know, like you know, keyboard. I remember when I came home. This funny story, actually, the true story. Came home with a keyboard, and uh, I was like, okay, how am I gonna get this past my dad? You know, without getting licks. <laughs> Thinking, okay, he's gonna think, what is this? You know, so I had to make a plan with my mom. Like, yo, you know, you gotta keep me covered so I can oh, run so upstairs. she was down. She was down for yeah. me, bro. <laughs> Moms are always down, bro. Yeah, Come facts. On, facts. Man, bro, when I got home, I was like, okay. She's like, yeah. Run! I was like, yeah, <laughs> man, run upstairs with that keyboard, put some headphones in there, and see your ways. This, so you know what I mean. And and I remember it was Cubase, Cubase. That's what I started on. Like I'm a Cubase, self-taught genius. No, I can't take that credit mm. because, like, my next door neighbor, it was Jamaican, mm-hmm. um, and one of my guys uh, is from Jamaica. So one of my older brother's friends, mm-hmm. he taught me how to uh, use UADs. You know, like. 
like uh, um, DAWs like Cubase right but back then Andre, there was no YouTube was or anything like that to, nah, nah, to give nah. you tutorials yeah I have to give him credit yeah. bro like, so what year are we talking when you bring bro, that first keyboard oh home oh my god like bro when I was about 15 okay so we're, we're talking maybe 99 okay so at that point is, at that point you realize like yo I want to like get I'm going to do this shit yeah let me see what's, what, what is this you know like mm. it was different for me but I was always a geek I was always into like gadgets and silly things like that the best so, musicians are, are, are deep down like yeah. geeks well, you have nerds, to be yeah. bro you have to be in it yeah so but that was a focal point in my life where I really got into music so and at that point did like were you of recording vocals or was it strictly just like keyboards yeah and, well yeah. no it was more like freestyling emceeing okay. okay so the re- the re- uh, the reggae mm. rap what everyone obviously was asking of course about, that came from Supercat so I was a big Supercat everyone gets it confused obviously with Sean Paul but Sean right. Paul's dope like, yeah. but, but just know? note that when we play your records for Americans yeah like oh Sean Paul's on that shit <laughs> it's fucking crazy yeah. uh, bro I have no idea how and what you know you can't copy a voice like that first of all yeah. let me note that yeah Yeah. you either you either can do it or you can't you know mm. you can't co- singing you can copy accents and you know whatever you want to call it but bro I'm, I just I was just blessed bro I was just lucky to have that kind of low tone Right. and like I said super cat I was all about that life, bro. Reggae music. I just love that. Reggae. What's your favorite Supercat song? Yo, oh, I am a Dalala Gindo. Oh, oh, yeah, man. <laughs> bro, come on. That's the one, yeah, bro. bro. That's a big, a lot of people wouldn't even know. Like, me is Ghetto Red Hot. Huh? Me too. Me is Ghetto Red, Red Hot too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a big tune. Dolly yeah. My Baby, the the original, not the remake. Like, so that's weird. You guys, you, see, I didn't, I didn't hear about Supercat like that, the way you guys. Okay. So you guys would know the record names. You guys would know, like, uh, yeah, like we're, DJs. we're DJs, we're so real exactly. DJs. Like, yeah. we actually played the vinyls. So the way we caught it in the UK was through jungle tracks. Absolutely. Oh, okay. So, and when we used to hear the jungle tracks, we didn't have the titles. We just had Supercat, mm. right? Featuring right. ShyFix or yeah, it was like it DJ was like Rocky. double double time BPM. The, like, right. They were like white labels. Yeah. Right. 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 You understand? You know, yeah. Yeah. You know, my first uh, record from that that scene was UK Apache ShyFix. Hey. Come on. That shit. Come on. Blew my fucking mind. That's when I knew the UK. Till today. Oh, yeah. He might not know the record, but when you hear it, you'll know it. It's it's a green vinyl. The bass line on that. Unbelievable. We're going to play that later on. After after the podcast is done, we vibe out to that. We drink some tea. 100. Have some crumpets. (laughs) But that was like big inspiration for me. Like, you know, that whole tone. So it was rapping and just trying to press a few buttons and, you know, just freestyling, copying, imitating, you know? Yeah. You mentioned Supercat. Any other artists influence your you person? Yeah, back then. Usher, bro. Usher, wow. Usher, singing. Yeah, Usher was like my my main, you know, inspiration. Usher, Joe, mm. you know, Boyz II Men, yeah. One Twelve, like the groups. Yeah, R and B was huge, huge in the UK, mm-hmm. and it, it's still like like still. The, the people rock with it over of there. Of course they do, especially yeah. American R and B. Timeless music, bro. Yeah. And we yeah. we are here fucking with Craig David. <laughs> yeah. Bro, Craig David is one of the main guys as well. You know. Yeah, yeah I don't think there's like like he's the biggest right out yeah. of the UK. He made it allowed. <laughs> yeah, he made it allowed. <laughs> he legalized it. <laughs> yeah, man. So 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 when do you start recording and and getting records done and how does that process start for you? Um. Well, slowly mo- moving away from like just 
trying to press a few buttons. I ended up um, working with uh, a few artists, you know, like just local uh, people, just friends and, you know, friends from from school and etc. So that's when I started like VSDs, trying to understand microphones. So I moved away from keyboard to a computer and then uh, microphone, cables, you know, like I remember I got my first pair of monitors. Real mm. geek shit. Yeah, I was told, yeah, I was told like, yo, you need professional speakers, bro. You can't just play it from, you know, I'm yeah. like, okay, what's monitors? You know, I, I was confused. I remember I, I, I didn't get this kind of information from my uncles or my aunties or anyone in my family. I had to seek this stuff from outside, you know, mm. third party. Mm. Man had to go outside and go and learn from other people. And as soon as I had a setup, that's when I started slowly um, messing with my own voice, let alone other singers. So it's weird. I've always worked with other people, you know, just testing what I'm doing. Pirate Radio Station was a huge, huge platform for us in mm. the UK. Um, Rinse Firm, Deja Vu, all the garage stations, you know, I used to go in there. And that's when I, um, I started. And that's when you guys used to just chant on the mics, right? Yeah, just yeah. Mm. Freestyle few, type shit. Exactly. A few brothers from the hood, like, um, like Getz I don't know if you heard of Getz of course bro. Yeah, he's my boy Lockto like, yeah but right? Getz is like my guy <laughs> yeah you know, like, he's from the same hood as me Plasto he's wow. uh, so we kind of like started together storming uh, resting uh, PC you know he passed away so we were like, they were in a crew called Nasty Crew mm-hmm. which is a we big guy yeah, yeah, yeah. so I, I, I used to move with them oh, I was shit. never kind of officially a part of it but I was there like with them on the radio station Sharky Major big him up like th- these were my boys you know back then and and you were the young cat in the crew. I was I was young. Yeah, um, were, were you? The, I couldn't. Were you the only brown face in that? It this was, is where I was coming to. Yeah. I was, and yeah. I wasn't allowed to do a lot of the stuff that they probably was. You know, like it was a bit too ghetto, crazy. Meaning like, from the family, like they wouldn't let you. Hundred, like, cause come on, man, man, bro, you think I had this back then? Man had a side party from here to East London, bro. <laughs> I didn't have this swag, like you had. <laughs> man, arm latel on my head, bro. Whatever was available, I wore. You know, at home, like you know. So are those are those kids with the swag now looking at you like you're some? Cause oh, the, bro! Now they look at me, bro, and they get inspired in it. <laughs> no, but back then, like, cause cause you you had the skills like behind the mic, but bro, back then, like, yeah, people made fun, like, you know, but it was for a minute, right? You know, no one was mean like that, like talent. Exactly. It's, it's the thing is the the real people would always see the talent mm-hmm. and they will see beyond it. So no one really made me feel like a. You know, an outsider, idiot, you know, an outsider. Yeah. Right. I just couldn't handle the violence. You know, I couldn't handle the violence because some of these parties, bro, they're it's crazy. Yeah. They don't. They were not like cra- They were not. They were not safe places to go. Right. You know? Last man standing. It was a little. It was a battle um, party that used to happen in Romford. You know, and when I realized that this scene is a bit crazy, like I couldn't really like. Now was this pre-grime? This was like the garage, garage. and the garage. UK. It, it was garage. Okay. Um, and then that turned into grime later. Yeah, right? and I kind of exited 2003. Okay, out of that world. I exited, and uh, and it's funny because that the the time I exited that whole movement, one of my Pakistani friends sent my demo to BBC Asia mm-hmm. or BBC Asia? Asia Network. Okay. okay, right, bro. I don't know about no Asian network, but nothing. You, you know, knew like, nothing about the agency. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Zero. Okay. Um, Tell a lie. I, the one thing I did know was Dance of You when it came out 2003. <sighs> by so Rishi, big. Yeah. Juggie so big. Huge. That, that was like, yeah, crazy. wow, so I was popped. there at that time. Yeah, so that was that time. And 2000, and I think one of my boys sent it 
and it's so crazy, bro. Like that's when he sent my demo to a competition, and I was in a competition called BBC Unsung. Mm-hmm. Was that a BBC Asian Network Unsung? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and uh, it was in 2005, so I think he sent it in 2004, end of 2004. They picked it up. I got a phone call, and he was like on the other line saying, "Yo, just say yes." <laughs> just shut up and say yes don't yeah. don't become ghetto and behave you know like right he what was you mean like, the hey, person who called you my, yeah no no my friend was on the other side so i'm the one who sent your demo oh behave like right oh, okay because i was from Follow the ghetto this, bro yeah. i didn't i didn't i wasn't into all this you know like i didn't know what i was doing right but then and then i was like okay cool yeah great so i spoke to adul ray okay yeah absolutely so he's the Ooh. one who interviewed me he goes oh you're in the competition i'm like yes thank you you know like <laughs> let's do this you know man went birmingham I saw like professional studio, like yo. Like you hadn't been in a professional out. studio. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was like, yo, what is this? That Asian network in Birmingham. I was like, what is this? Like that's a f- like a four-hour drive from you too. Right? Hundred, bro. Two yeah. hours, two yeah, hours. Okay. So I met, I think Bobby Friction at mm-hmm. the time, uh, Shin from DCS. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Um, and I met these guys first, and they said, yo, you're in a competition, and the judges were Rishi Rich mm-hmm. sick uh, Nairon Ragav's manager yeah mm-hmm. absolutely um, oh my god Apna Sangeet guy what's his name Mona you know Mona Singh I personally don't yeah, know yeah and her dad I think they were the um, and I think it might have been I think um, Apache Indian or, yeah no no sorry it was uh, Shin it was Shin it was Shin okay. okay but then so they were the judges so I went for this competition and you don't know who these guys are well you know Rishi Rich Rishi. obviously I knew through. Rishi but I didn't know anybody no. okay, and that's 2.9 days yeah I didn't okay. know anybody like and then I went to the competition. The other guys, I can't remember their names, but they sung covers. I said, nah, I want to do my own thing. Like, I want to do one of my own songs. Was that the song that was submitted? No, yeah, oh. Jump Up. Jump yeah. Up, okay. It was a bit of reggae mm-hmm. and a bit of R&B. It was my own record. Mm-hmm. Who I did mean, that beat? Sorry? Who did that beat? Me. Okay. So it was the first time. It sounds like that era. Yeah, 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 yeah. The drums and yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, you know what? It was un- it's still unreleased till today. I was like, you know what? Um, sent my demo. He sent my demo, right? So... Soon as I went through, I met these guys and probably it was mad. Like, you know, it was surreal because my first performance in front of brown faces, like Desi, proper first performance. I've not performed yeah. ever. Like This is a big show? Or? Big show, bro. Thousands of people. Wow. Okay. Like Symphony Hall, okay. Birmingham. Okay. So I did it. Um, I was but you had you didn't have no knowledge of stage presence. Like, nah, bro. It was a live band. A sound check. Live band as wow. well. Playing your record? Hell yeah. And you had no clue. They learnt the song and I sang with them. I rehearsed with them. Okay, so you did um, a little rehearsal. No, I did definitely did rehearsals, but when I met No Clue, it was, like, it was all new. Right. Yeah, and right. Like, it was all new for me. And you have no manager at the time? No manager. No team? Bro. No. No knowledge of the business no, or nothing, anything? No. <laughs> okay. So here I am, went there with my rucksack, done the competition. I was a runner-up, so I didn't even know what that meant. Mm. I didn't know what a winner meant. I didn't know what a runner-up <laughs> meant. So it was irrelevant, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so I was at the after party and I remember, bro, it's the first time at the after Good Dance Man. Of course. He come up to me and he's wow. like, he goes to me, something's going to happen with you. And I looked at him and he goes, you know, someone goes to me, do you know who that is? I'm like, nah, no. <laughs> he looks good. Like, he looks important. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> you know, them ones like, lovely guy. Like, yeah. Lovely guy. Yeah. Then, yeah. Then I moved on to like um, the after party. And that night, I remember one guy who was rifting like mad on the mic and it was V. Uh, and he was with Cray Twins at the time. You know V Music? Yeah. Yeah, and V, and that's when I met That's v. Hunter's, right? Yeah. yeah, Hunter's younger brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. V. Bro, when I met him, I was He's like, killing it now. Yeah, when I met him, he's like one of my boys. Mm. And I was like, yo, G, you're 
you're crazy, you know, like, because he started really, really young. So he was at the after party. Rishi was there. Juggy was there. So many artists that like, I've never met in the Asian scene. And I was like, yo, bro, this is, like, I felt a bit overwhelmed. So I felt like I didn't belong there, if that makes any sense. Like, yeah. I feel like, yo, this ain't, I don't know if this is my kind of scene. Mm. So I was like, yo, I'm done here. I'm going to go back, like, home now. To East London. So as I was leaving, someone grabbed my arm. I said, where are you going? And I said, yo, I'm going home. And who it was, it was Rishi. Wow. And he goes, yo, he goes, who you with? And I said, no. And he goes, I'm signing you. Wow. Just like that, that night. There and then. Shit. Now, Rishi at that point is on fire. Yeah. Yeah. Fully. Yeah. Like, Full. I was like, yo, he goes, I'm signing you. He goes, someone's going to call you. And he goes, have a safe journey home. Do you know what I mean? And that's where it all began, bro. That was the turning point the whole right international, there. international, Desi, Stroke, whatever. It just, he gave me such a crazy platform, you know? I remember as much as Rishi gave me the platform, I had that whole urban side on my end. Right. Your sound. And my, and remember when I went, when I started working with Rishi, my boys started blowing up in the UK, mm. which, you know, that whole run with Rishi, One More Dance, all of that with a label, you know? Now, that's two, you were signed to Rishi Rich Productions or first, you were signed? No, no. So first it was Rishi Rich. Okay, as a he's your production, just producer. Okay, and he was still with uh, the label at the time with Jay Juggy, foreigner kind of guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was kind of like I wasn't. That's like, what Billy and them were part Billy of the label Rob, at yeah. that time. But I wasn't actually working. Like it wasn't official. It was more like me and Rishi. Hold mentor. on one second, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Butter Chicken <laughs> Podcast. Yeah. You're in tune with DJ Sharad, my and brother, DJ Juicy, and Mumsy Stranger. <laughs> And we are diving deep into history right now. For those of you just checking in, if you're a little younger, a lot of our fan base is teens, so they don't know this game. But when you start doing your Googling and some of these names we mention and we drop, it's real historic. Mm-hmm. It's historic to our culture. Uh, the fact that we could sit here and be from different sides of the world uh, across the Atlantic and still have this talk about how this history came about and where you are today is Beautiful man, because our scene is so so much history. It's so rich, and <coughs> a lot of what happens from this point on, scene wise, what we call now the urban desi scene or the global desi music scene, started in this part of the world, the UK, Absolutely. and specifically, you know that London, Birmingham 100. area. Like you guys were the trendsetters. Uh, you came a little after these guys, but these guys were like, now your your yeah. team. 100%. Amazing. And us as DJs over here, we're like, we're man, like, the sound coming out of the UK fuck. is crazy. We were just, we embodied it. Yeah, we loved it. Hell yeah. It was all like Bhangra, right? And then it just slowly transitioned. Just changed, yeah. 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 But yeah, man. So like, it's crazy. Like, obviously when we started working, it wasn't like official. It was, it was more like, yo, like, let me see what you can do kind of thing. And it's the first time I started working with a producer properly, you know, mm-hmm. like. Because someone, you were self-producing. Yeah. And someone so talented like as Rishi as well. Um, but yeah, bro, like he made the time and we, we made a few records. And I think at that point, um, the guys, I think they, they were going their own way. Mm-hmm. So Rishi moved away from uh, 2.9. Jay obviously left him and done his thing right. with Alan Sampson. Sure. Um, and uh, that's when me and Rishi done our first track called Stranger. Mm. And it was it was weird because even though I was working with Rishi. It didn't stop me from doing what I, where I came to. Right. You're focusing on both. Stranger was quite of a grimy 
record right. with the rap and the singing. It's quite a special yes. at the time, you know, like for what it was. A different sound for sure, yeah. But again, unreleased. So that time, there wasn't a form of releasing music. Again, it was that CD to transition in elsewhere. So Explain that like, to us. Huh? What do you mean by that? So, because I was You'd make the record, you'd cut the track. So we cut it, but because there wasn't a label releasing it, it was just me and Rishi. Okay. So we just sent it to radio. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? I do, but I think that the, the listener today, the 18 or 22-year-old, doesn't understand, understand what the fuck yeah. we're talking <laughs> no, no, no. You had to burn a CD or at that time, maybe email a MB3 or whatever. Yeah. Or even press bro, a record. Bro, bro, there was no CD, bro, even at that minute. It, the song okay. got sent uh, to... Uh, um, Asian Network? Uh, Asian Network. And, you know, even like, I'm going to mention Samir. Okay. Who's... You know, for those who don't know, is a major deal with PR and everything that I do, and a lot of artists. That Shout involved. out Samir UK. Yeah, Samir UK. Okay. Like even Samir at the time was really young, but he would understand that them kind of records got sent to people like Samir. Mm. Okay. To push and put on put on radio. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like Record I'll promoters. explain more about that later. Yeah. But bro, literally, it got sent out and the track just popped. You know, like it went all around the stations. UK but now people couldn't buy it people couldn't buy it they could just get it from remember bro they had ways of getting songs back then through the internet yeah. you know what I mean Napster yeah. MySpace yeah, you MySpace yeah. you know? I've probably missed so much more before the whole Rishi saga mm-hmm. but like I said I'll be here until next year talking but <laughs> point, point I'm making is that that song made some noise and and uh, it led to Let's Party Okay. Mm-hmm. And Let's Party, like I said, so Rishi, accept, Rishi accepted one thing and then Let's Party was like the breaker. You know, that's when like, it was Dole, Bashman. I don't know what he did on that beat. Yeah. But it was like, that's when me and Rishi, bang, you know, like. What year was that? Two, 2007. 2007. I think that's on one of my early mixtapes. Yeah. It and might be um, on Daisy's Going Diamond. I think so. And yeah. at that point, like the team was getting bigger with Rishi. So we started working with... Uh, but now, so you're with Rishi as a producer, so he's investing you as much as you're investing in him. Time, you're, yeah, time, time in the studio. Time. right? And he can't take you to the label at that time and say, yo, let's put this out through 2.9 or... No, two, 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 there wasn't... Oh, that, that time, had already been done. Everyone, yeah, everyone went their own ways. So it was just me, me and Rishi. Okay. And then H star me, that's, then he came. So Interesting. Because at, at okay. you did a lot of joints together. Yeah, as soon as Let's Party got done, me and H started working. And that's when the journey started mm. of the whole Rishi Mumsy H, you know, kind of like, you know, Absolutely. the whole Asian scene. Right. You know, that whole, let's try R&B with Bangra, let's try this, let's try that. Now, at that time, that's 2007, 2008-ish. Yeah. What we were going through in the States was the dying. Yeah. Of the Asian decline, really? Yeah, yeah, the Asian, the Indian, South Asian party scene as we knew it, where we could put on events and have thousands of kids come out. It almost like when, literally, like when sort of Raghav and Jay sort of started fading out. Uh-huh. <coughs> the entire scene for us at the same time it was not it, it had nothing to do with that, but at that era, that time, oh seven, oh eight, it just died and the Daisy party scene in New York City almost vanished okay. for like six seven years mm-hmm. and it never came back to what it was okay. but you guys were just starting to bubble 100% yeah. but okay. it was th- the reason why I probably didn't even know about it because 
I didn't actually make Desi music. A lot of people like kind of miss like not even miss us, but they will re- for, they'll forget that I always did English music. Yeah, right. Whether it was Stranger, Let's Party, it was never Desi. But well, the, it, but the producers and the, the yeah, sound and the sound it. influenced yeah. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So leading on to at that era, I dropped we dropped uh, one more dance yeah, which went mainstream. We sold hundreds and hundreds, thousands of CDs. But now that was what label? Tiffin Beat Records. That's when we signed. Okay. Mm. That's when I signed me, Vishy, H. We signed to as a group. No, no, no. Solo. All okay, solo, solo deals. Solo, solo deals. deals. Okay. And it was a huge deal at the time. Like you know, a lot of money, a lot of investment, uh, a lot of power. You know, at that time. And my thing was, we tried it, and it went, and it did. We had to do. You know, like one more dance, and it wasn't Desi at all. And that you was know, a MTV, single deal. So that was a single deal that you did. Nah, bro. It was like it was literally contract. It was mm-hmm. like a four or five year contract, you know? Okay. For those who don't know, four or five year contract. <laughs> yeah. What was like, the conversation like at home? Because now, now it's like, all right, we, we, we're talking about some real here. Bro. Were you still hiding the keyboard on your yeah, way? Nah, bro. Like, look, bro, even the conversations at home, you have to understand, like, it's alien language. Mm, still. So I had to make decisions myself. No, I feel you. I couldn't go home and say, yeah, I got the job, you know, like, right. contract, five years. No, it wasn't like that. Bro, it's still, I still didn't understand what was going on. You right, them months. you mm-hmm. were figuring it of out. Of course, like yo. Yeah, you weren't certain what what, what it was yo, at that yeah, point. Label, so who's advising you at that time? Who's your Rishi. OG? Rishi, obviously. Rishi was a mentor at the time, like mm. huge mentor. You know, just trying to help me develop in it, like he probably did with everyone else. Right. I feel single-handedly, Rishi Rich has a lot, has probably the most impact in the Asian scene period out of the UK. Yeah. Is that with, is that a fact? Yeah, it is a fact. Of course it is. Like, nothing would have moved without Rishi. Yeah, at that time. At least in these past two decades, I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah like, like, after Bally Sagu, and Bally Sagu yeah. didn't really put on people. He did a lot artists. of remixes and stuff like that. Right, you know? right. But, like, Rishi was like, if you could look at a Timberland, a Just Blaze, a P-Rock, legendary hip-hop people. Well, if you look at the artist, the better way, the better example mm-hmm. would be Jay, Juggy, me, H. Dami. Yeah, right there. You know, yeah. moving on to even Tasha. Yeah, yeah. you know Veronica. Veronica, you know, Veronica yeah, yeah, so much. We're all from the same kind of hub. You know, yeah. even yeah. Alan Sampson he used to roll with Rishi. You know, like back then. You know, a lot of people don't know, but what my point is, yeah, he was a hub. You know, like, but yeah, bro, moving away like the label, we did what we had to do, and back then, you could release one song and disappear for like one year. Yeah. Now you release one song, you come back in 24 hours and release another one. Yeah. It's <laughs> a know? fact. People forget about you. Hey, wait, t- tell us about that because that, that, that sounds crazy. Yeah, bro, like, like I said, back then. You could do a record. You could do a record. And what happens with that one record at that time? It would just pop. You can tour, make money, go on shows, do what you need to do. You know, there was, uh, there was different ways of getting that across. And remember, the internet wasn't as fast. Mm. So word got around slower. And dial up huh? dial up dial up bro exactly <laughs> you know what I mean you, you know what I'm saying like, hell it just, yeah. yeah it lives the, it, the, yeah, the song lives it took a little bit longer there was more people handling it mm. it was analog you know like a completely different system um, compared to now you know you put a song out now and you spend so much time on it and then you know after one week they're like oh so what's next it's <laughs> crazy you know like the attention span is limited yeah and, and, and that's how quick things have moved on you know like Straight from straight away from that time to this time, you know, but that for me that whole whole thing was a learning curve, you know. The label thing it was great, and it, you know it wasn't great. It was, you know, being in a label was great, and then being stuck 
was another problem for a lot of artists that were signed to deals back then. Mm. Nothing, so what kind nothing of, was what, what, did that, what did that deal look like? It looked like advance money. It looked like... Not even that, bro. Like It was an advance into your career. Mm-hmm, which uh, is a loan. A lot of money. Like, you're, uh, bro, I could give you figures like... We want the figures. Grands, bro. bro like you're 200, 300 grand. Okay. Sheesh. And th- they give you that money? No one gives you nothing, bro. Let's talk no, about it. Yeah. There was nothing like given up front. Like, okay. you know, if anyone, if, if, if anyone gave out money then, it was probably a, a, a mainstream label. Right. You know, my one was an independent okay. record deal mm-hmm. that had weight. Okay. Know, probably more weight than some of these. Majors. Majors, you know. Okay. Um, they believed in you. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um the money was controlled. It was not given like straight. You know, yeah, there was a monthly you stipend know, or money coming in mm. as a to, you know the lifestyle right. advance. You know, right. I'd call it an advance because I learned to realize that in the end. But, um, <laughs> that goes back. That yeah. gets get recouped. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with interest. But yeah, so it's <laughs> <laughs> a loan. It's a loan, not an advance. But we understand yeah. like back then, like yeah, okay. But you have to understand. Let's let, let's 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 pause for a minute, bro. From someone who didn't think that music would ever pop, right? To, to be getting paid, you're good. You, you need to understand. Yeah. You're a millionaire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have to understand. Like, I'm doing something I love doing, and I'm getting paid for it. Yeah. So that was enough, right? To understand what 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 else was going on, you have to digest that, and that was the trick mm. of the game. Yo, here's a little bit, and we're gonna consume the rest of it. You know, give sell the dream take everything else you know and that's how it was it was it was a system where we were just working 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 it's like a machine toured the whole world countries this that you know Dubai then Malaysia those things popped now can I ask you a question when it comes to that business because now artists there's so many everyone tomorrow I can open a label he can open a label everyone can have their own outfit their own label but back then you needed the label support or it was it was this big it was how the business worked yeah now when you did your deal, it was a music deal, but did that also mean that your tour money and your other funds of however they were coming in were handled by the label and taken by the label like you were a salaried employee or were you able to control your tour money and your show money? How did that look? Bro, take the word control at minus everything. Controlled, yeah? Mm. You had no say nothing zero so you're, they controlled you're an employee everything you're in like you're a controlled employee yeah we weren't we had no control you, our, our control was out okay their control was in and when you say our it's you h me h rishi you know rishi probably had a little bit more experience right you know a little bit more hands in you know okay but myself 100 percent, bro we were like like literally like there here go there do this you know but That's again you're young you're not married yeah, so for you even. you're you're yeah. good no, exactly. But my thing was that, like I said, it was good and bad. Like, the good was that, you know, we had an opportunity, which I will never forget. Like, mm-hmm. you need to understand, like, you can't just diss the past. Yeah. The past is the past. Just, it was meant to be. But I felt we were at the middle of a transition between analog to digital. Mm. Absolutely. That was right there. Just generally, us as yeah. artists. Yes. 100%. Like, huge. We were good yeah. whether either being in analog or digital. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. A lot of artists today, they were digital. The artists then were analog. We were both. Hybrid. And Yeah, hybrid. Mm. And being a hybrid wasn't easy, bro. Very difficult, you know, like, because you had to learn two worlds. Do you feel now, though, you're at an advantage because you're a hybrid? Of course, yeah. bro. 
an advantage and a disadvantage like but more advantage because you kind of understand the business better mm. you know and uh, the disadvantage is obviously bro come on man like anyone who's going into something fresh you get the full right. you, you get learn the full it. uh you know um how can I explain it man the full attention mm. like us being from where we are we still get the whole you know uh we still get the props from back then and then now it's like oh, yeah he's done that and he's doing this you know like it's 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 a weird one you know like it's it's hard to explain because it's never new mm. you know it's never new it's always like yeah he's done that and he's doing this you know where someone else might come now and they're doing it you know like we've kind of been there done that right. and doing it again we got to do it again yeah yeah so but, but the fact that you're continuing to do it and maintain relevancy put out great music uh is a testament of high quality bruv 100% like bro the things like the things i had to do just to keep up was a struggle you know like just to learn you know eventually like i said we left i left the label i left everyone like, i was like yo i can't i can't uh this is not where I want to so be. So when you leave the label, is your contract up or is there a dispute? But I made sure my contract was up, bro. Mm, okay. You know, like them ones, like, I was I was good. Like, I, I was happy. I was a good guy, you know, to everyone. But then when I was rattled, when I was like put in a situation where I'm not happy, like if someone's smile goes, devote, you know, the devotion for music, mm-hmm. yeah. it's a problem, you know? When the and, business overtakes the, yeah. the and, passion and, for it. And when that happened, unfortunately, the hood came out of me. <laughs> So what you happened? Know? So I had to put stick it on people, you know. Like I had to, <laughs> I had to get my family involved. You know them ones that yeah. I got people involved, and and my family they're not that kind of people. You know they're straightforward, you know. And when I got not mom and dad, you're talking about the yeah, other I'm talking family. about my siblings, bro. Mm. Okay, my, my cousins, my family, my my homies. You know that right. people from my hood. Right, right. They got involved, and bro, like I was out of that in 24 hours. You know, it, it became from professional to unprofessional. Mm. You know, and. That was it. Soon as that happened in 2011, mm-hmm. um, and well, that's 2010, a long contract. Yeah, it's huh? a long contract. Yeah, 2000 what seven? All the way from seven all the way to eleven, it was done. Like I was like, yeah, man, like this is a new journey. Do I want to do this? Do I not? You know, like, and at that point, bro, like my family, I have to thank my family. You know, like my wife at the time. What time? What year did you get married? 2008. Okay. So she saw everything, you know, like she was in the and, and where she, is she from London as well? Like? Yeah, she's from London, central London. And so. Bengali as well? Bengali, yeah, bro. Okay. But yeah, like literally, she was like quite a main, uh, you know, focal point of my, my you know, change. Okay. Of, of leaving to carry on, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. You know, it had to be someone true, you know, someone who was neutral, not, not, not music, music, you know. Everyone's always got some intention, you know, like. Right. It was. It had to be a pure intention, right? And uh, people like Samir, right? You know, uh, so he's been running with you for a minute. But he's been. He's not leaving me. He ain't got to, he ain't got to trust, bro. <laughs> that brother is stuck. Not just me, but I can give you a whole list of scroll of eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah we know. But man, point I'm trying crazy. to make is we created our own movement. Like that was it. At that point, and I'm never gonna forget, bro. That's when I was like, yo, let me see what's going on in this industry. Mm. Okay. Know? And I took a step back. You okay, know? you know, 11. Yeah, and bro... Wifey is holding you down. T- t- wife has got me, you know, like, mm. yo, you're not stopping this. Like, we, okay, that's amazing. We need to kick this. Like, you're, not, you're not stopping. Just because of this bad cloud, you need to now make this happen. And we're going to now get on the phone and we're going to call everybody that we need to learn. And, and at that time, bro, I, I never, ever, ever, ever thought R&B singers would start dropping Punjabi hooks. 
you know, and that's what's happened. Yeah. 2012, I was working on a track called Ashkardi. Mm. And uh, everything at that minute, by that minute, was all English. Sure. Whereby I did dance all English full, you know, we weren't trying to be Juggy or H or, right. you know, a Bilal Saeed. Or we, we, no one was trying to, everyone had a feature who was Asian or a feature who was R&B. Right. A feature who was something, you know, like it was always a lot of featuring going on. Yeah, yeah. Let's get this guy because he fits. He ticks. Right. It was like uh, you did a, a record with Mulkey, Jesse. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, they'll bring me in for the reggae right. and that. But at that time, I thought, nah, man. Let me let, let's see what we can do. And one of my boys, like he's a Punjabi writer who writes most of the uh, songs for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he's my best friend. So he's like, what's his name? Yaz. Okay. And he's like, yo, bro, you can you can do this. Like you've done so many guides other Punjabi artists and singers you know you should attempt dropping a Punjabi when you say guides you mean references references reference tracks yeah okay. guides for singers to learn because right. obviously I've got a studio I work with so many artists away from being mumsy strangers. right right mm-hmm. got my own production strangers production so that does the other side and uh, literally bro I was like it was Yaz and Tasha actually credit to Tasha she's like yo listen chop something Punjabi and I did is she that. Punjabi? Yeah, yeah she's okay. Punjabi. So, she, so we dropped the track uh, Ashkardi. Mm-hmm. And at that time, bro, there was, I don't think there was, I don't know, you you lot can quote me if I'm wrong. Like, I don't think there was any R&B singers who had a Punjabi hook no. sung by themselves. And I did I that. Think of any, yeah. It's interesting that you're you're in a in a space where you're an R&B singer, but then you got the reggae shit down packed. Yeah. And now you flip it to Punjabi. Bro, Punjabi and I'm Bengali, bro. Yeah. Like, you know them ones like... Well, what uh, was that like? Just, you well, hear the language because you're growing up in the UK, so I'm sure it's... Uh, it was a bit nerve-wracking because yeah. obviously my boy is Punjabi and he's telling me, you sound great. Mm-hmm. Right? And I was like, no, I don't, bro. Like, I sound like some next <laughs> confused man on this record. Yeah? He was laughing. And, and like. y- but you do that very strategically because that's where the sound was taking you at the time. It was the market. that was. It, I was like, okay, you know, I'm I'm at a weird place now. Like, so I've done so many stuff with so many Punjabi singers, remixes, and I'm still trying to make R&B records. I'm kind of like in the middle of mm-hmm. main mainstream, if you want to call it, mm-hmm. and then the international scene. Mainstream meaning UK, international meaning the world, mm-hmm. right? And at that time, I could turn around and say, yo, I did a few shows in India. I done a show in Dubai. So I was allowed to call myself an international artist, mm-hmm. you know? So I was like, yo, let's put this out. Bro, we put it out. And the support was mad. I didn't think like I think it went. Num- Diljit was number one on Asian Network, and I was number two with that record, Ashkardi. Wow! And I was like, "What are you feeling on the official Asian Network download?" And now at that point, where is streaming? Where is digital versus analog? There's well, official ne- uh, Asian Network official download chat, bro. All of that uh, was all new. Yeah. So that was the first track I ever dropped as an independent. You know, like and Timeless that, London. That was the management okay. that my family, my friends, we were just, you know, people, professionals. That so we who knew. is Timeless? We are Timeless, bro. Who Literally, is that? It's a body of professionals uh-huh. who manage me. Okay. Professionals meaning people from the scene, you know, mm-hmm. like who am I, who, 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 who have been working by my side. Okay. The last so it's your, it's your outfit, your squad. Yeah, exactly. Everyone's doing their own thing, you know. Samir. Is me, we are media high, for example. Right. But he will get projects from Timeless London. Right. You understand what I'm trying to but say? But who owns Timeless London? Timeless London. I own Timeless London. Like me and my management. So okay. it's, it's, it's me. Like okay. that's the decision that was taken. Like I'm, I don't want anybody to own me. Like I own me, but I'm going to assign 
a management, uh, a, a production house, which is Strangers Production. Which PR is also you. Which is also me. Media Hive. Media Hive is Samir. Right. You know, but, but that's your family I needed, too. I needed media. I've always had Media Hive because right. they, they do their job for me. You know, so Samir. this is the rise. Samir, yeah. This is the rise of the independent Mumsy. Mumsy. And it right. took that. It needed that. You know, like mm. for me to be, for me to carry on and come back and do music, bro. I needed that energy. I needed my guys. You know, like people who understood me as an mm. artist. Like, yo, okay, we're with you. Like we got gonna, we're gonna, we got you. Yeah, we're gonna see what you can do. We're, we're not gonna you. put you down. You know, like right, you right. wanna sing Punjabi, bro, sing it. I'll, I'll service that track. You know, like you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, absolutely. So, bro, as soon as that happened, bro, tighten up the circle. Hundred, mm. so many artists were just popping, coming through. You know, I don't, I don't like naming artists, right? Because it's not my thing. You know, right. I don't really want to do that. Right. But so many talented guys coming through. You know, doing Bollywood remixes on R&B songs, mm -hmm. working with like now T-Series, all this stuff. Like so many, so much started happening. Yeah. And I was kind of like, I just, I just jumped on the wave. It also, it also felt like the UK started really bubbling again. There That's was a little yes. pause in it for That's a little it. bit. Exactly. Yeah. And from that wave, bro, I, I was, I had to reinvent, refine myself, you know? And you have to yeah. understand, I've been in the scene for a long time. So yeah. it was, a, it was OG, yeah. bro. Would you call yourself and put yourself in that category me? right now? But I will never call myself an OG. <laughs> what if never call? What if we call you an OG, huh? bro? You can call me OP, OG. <laughs> if you want, I don't mind, well, bro. I, I, I say like a lot of people come to me and call me Sharad, you big bro, yeah. or yo, you the OG. Yeah. I'll always have to respond saying I'm the young OG because we <laughs> yeah. still got to keep it young, yeah. bro. Let no me matter tell you what. Something. They can call you or me what they want, but when they meet me, they know I'm young in heart, blood. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm the saying, young you know, OG, yeah, yeah. strange. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but but it's it's nice. It feels good. Like it does feel good. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, you know what? The words people from the UK use are incredible. Like they <laughs> the say, the lovely, vocab. and it sounds okay. Like it, like me and you can't walk around and be like, this is lovely. Yeah. This is nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll suit us. But the UK people could do that with finesse. Hell yeah. Oh, bro, you, that's the swag of the yeah. UK. Like you could come in here wearing a bulletproof and make it look <laughs> like, amazing, bro. It's amazing. Yeah. The swag out of the UK is different, bro. Uh, crazy. Bro. Well, you got a, you got a pretty crazy American accent too. Who me? Yeah, I saw your oh, oh, story. Of course, bro. Come on, I didn't bro. say I must have missed that. I, I, bro, I love all that, man. Come on, yeah. <laughs> trust me, bro. <laughs> like you know what it is I've always been that into it, you know like you know the accent king right who I'm no right. way I can't do British though for some reason I don't know why you can't do but you could do you, you could might do need fine tuning yeah fine tuning <laughs> I he, could, he could do like the Bengalis in America he nah could yeah yeah I could do, am I doing it now damn you so this guy <laughs> putting on the spot <laughs> yeah. well because I, I don't know how Bengalis in the UK sound I know how they sound here oh bro like, they yeah. sound crazy like there's so many different types that's the thing well, that's like, a fact yeah. but he could do Punjabi he could do a Pakistani accent he could do an African accent a Latin accent that's dope, a Mexican bro. accent a fucking Italian <laughs> accent a Brooklyn Italian no accent way. bro I've actually come to realize there's so many different types of accents it's crazy yeah, yeah. but I just I, but my, I can't name them mm. I have to say yo you sound like Home Alone <laughs> you have a different <laughs> You sound like Disney. Point. You sound like Daffy Duck. You know? That's <laughs> you know, crazy. Yeah, yeah. It is what it is. Man. I won't do the accents. I don't want to offend anybody. You know what I'm saying? No, no. We don't, we, we not, we're not here to offend. We're just here yeah. to have some fun. So the young OG is here. Yeah, man. Mumsy Stranger. Um, still making records. Bro, still making records, man. And now you got a new one out. Bruv, I and in that time, there's just been record after record yeah. after record. Umana, I liked a lot. <laughs> that was a good one but you know what it's crazy like like I said when all when all creativity came came back to creative me. control yeah creative control and you know no one telling me what to do 
that's when I really started enjoying it, you know, again, like mm. properly. And uh, res- the restrictions were down, the support was there, and I didn't stop, bro. And I carried on working with people, you know, and that's what I do. A lot of people don't know, like, yeah, I'm an artist, mm-hmm. but I love working with new talent. Now, is that Stranger Productions? Absolutely, that's Stranger Productions. Here's where it gets really, really interesting for me, because as much as we're Juicy and I are DJs, we run multiple businesses. We have our own production house on the event side where we do our own productions. Uh, we have our own consulting agency. We do our own work within the space of media, entertainment, live events, production, uh, record servicing, and all that. So we understand the business side pretty well. People just sometimes will see you and put you in a box. Like, oh, Mumsy, he's, the, he's that singer. But you have ended up building a career for yourself that leads me to believe from just talking to some other people that even if you don't have some records you've set like a record out tomorrow yeah you've been able to set yourself up as a business absolutely mm-hmm. let's talk about that because that's one of the most <coughs> i think one of the most important things for artists to pivot and transition and a lot of artists think that when they're hot they're good they don't realize that you at some yourself. point their records are going to be sure cold and no one's going to be calling so you were able to set yourself up Hundred percent, and be able to be in this entertainment business period, yep. with or without having to physically sing on the record, right? Sure. Talk about it, please. Well, first is investment, isn't it? You know, like I invested into a studio. Like you got, it's it's, it's very very simple, very very simple, man. <laughs> How you gonna run a restaurant without a kitchen, fam? Mm. You know Ooh, what I mean? Gems. Well, you're gonna go and get like go and get food from someone else's restaurant all the time. You know, we're in the music industry. We we're trying to sell records. We're mm-hmm. trying to sell writing camps. We're trying to sell artists. You know, like so. For me, the first thing I did was I paid for a studio, bro. Like every penny I had, I paid for. Was it. this after the label thing fell apart? I've always had a studio, right? Like, but professional, like proper, like proper, I was like, you yeah. know what? I've I've had the opportunity to work in studios. Now I went and learned. Yo, that's a that's a great speaker. Yo, that's a sick sound card. You know, so I kind of done my research right and i i invested in the studio and the minute i invested in the studio and i started making records and i started doing things that's when i realized bro i was at a gain i was at a gain immediately because it's my hub it's my kitchen mm. you know i could get anyone to come producing now i could produce myself but the fact of the matter is bro and i'm not saying and see the thing is sharad i can't always be right so you know you're saying un- make everyone understand the business side of it. Yeah. But some people ain't designed to understand the business side of it. Sure. I'm this just saying drop those, drop yeah, that 50, knowledge. 50 bro. Like, <laughs> yeah. Some people like to be puppets. Right. right. Some people like to be puppets because, bro, they don't know what a MacBook Pro is, bro. You know, they're not on that, that movement of right. understanding the composing, the authoring, you know, whatever you want to call it. That side of music. That side of music, if you get that side of the music then you understand the business side of the music. Otherwise, you have to accept being an entertainer. You know? Yo. That's a fact. Which yeah? is perfectly fine. Perfectly fine. Yeah. But entertainment has, it has a lifespan. Right. If you're tired, bro, you ain't going to do no shows, innit? Right. People ain't booking you. You're that, in trouble. Right. There's a guy yeah. that I follow named Steve LaBelle. He's a legendary hip-hop. Uh, he's a person in hip-hop that has just done so much. And one of his statements is, the coach lasts longer than the player. Absolutely. Yeah. And I tend to live by that. And I always try to educate people around me like, look, you could play this game, but at some point, you're going to get old and undesirable. I understand. But if, if you learn the game, 
and you understand the the levels to it and you start peeling it back <coughs> and learning that your power can live long with the knowledge and with the understanding of the complete game rather than just your small part then you have a lifespan in this that could literally go I agree bro all the way through and and the thing is like going back to the entertainment thing like the advice that I will give fine you're making money but a lot of these artists what they do bro like you said it gets to their head mm -hmm. they get paid they do what they need to do but they're not reinvesting you also don't need to be a producer or a business guy to reinvest you need to be disciplined bro like I asked I tell every artist that if you want to make it you need to invest I don't care if you've got a day job mm. invest if you invest in your own career you can still remain an entertainer because it's in your own control right and not only invest money but invest time time is yeah. essential isn't it right. time time is free bro like yeah. so a lot of people don't use time correctly yeah. but it's the money factor like some some people rely on people too much mm. and the fact of the matter bro if you're relying on too many people and then suddenly that person don't back you no more then you're done as an artist isn't it you got to start again 100% you know? and you don't want to be in that position right. so going back to the business side of it bro like I've always taken it seriously I've been disciplined you know and that's why I'm, I'm and I'm enjoying it you seem like it I'm enjoying it bro I mean, I'm making the best music of my life right now bro <laughs> ever I've never uh, bro the music I'm making right now the album I'm about to drop Okay, you're, you're gonna hear it yourself. <laughs> so, question on that: Juicy and I pride ourselves in being the freshest DJs in every category. Right. And we, I opened up a competition just because. Because that's whatever. what he does. <laughs> but we, even me and him, like if I feel if we compete, we're brothers, right? If we compete, we elevate each other. Right. Right. One of the things as DJs is we have to have all the music first, and we get we have to sift through it first and ensure that. Before the streets get it, before the radio gets it, before the playlist gets it, it's in our inbox. Okay. So now on record, <laughs> I want an, on record, and, and you, you're a smart dude, so you can answer it how you answer it. <laughs> but how do we get on the Mumsy exclusive? Yeah, words. <laughs> well, the, the record, the track. How do we get them? For, how do we hear them first? The, the, once their masters are done, bro. How do we get them before the streets get them, bro? Once they're done, you know. And I, I gave you a very. I said his name quite a few times. Email your concerns to Samir. <laughs> That's slick. See? Yeah. That's slick. I got to get it from your email. Email your concerns to Samir. Okay, we, we hit up Samir. Samir my, my email's only got personal. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's got spam. That's, that, that spoken, that spoken like a true OG, though. That's oh, for real. Man. That's for real. So, so now you're, we're in a, a great time, I feel, in, in Asian music and 100%. just in, in the music scene in general. I feel like there's a brand new life pumped into it. I, I feel as DJs, for the first time, we're seeing this unison between America, Canada, the UK, back home in South Asia, regardless what country you know we're from or we're representing. At the end of the day, everyone's super connected. Mm -hmm. And now you we see this movement that's going on and it's like... It's a tough one, and I've been talking to some people about it. Is this urban Bangla movement? Some people are calling it urban Bangla. Some mm -hmm. people are calling it Bangla urban. Some people don't know how to define it, but it's definitely not Punjabi. Yeah, maybe has some some hits to it of Punjabi. There's rap involved. There's R and B involved. There's this reggae sound involved. But there's there's the Bangla vocals now that are coming out, mm -hmm. and this is something that we've seen only. A, over the last three or four years and we see this collaborative effort between you some of the younger guys in the scene guys like Moose out here yeah. 
Master D, <laughs> Master D yeah. mm-hmm. that whole squad out there in Montreal. So what's happening? Because it seems really cool. Um, uh, you know what? It's Again, I like to simplify things, man, because I think when you complicate something, you still don't understand what the person's saying. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, so for me, bro, it's a genre. It's okay. a language, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's start with that. The same way you understand Despacito mm-hmm. is the same way you're going to understand Urban Bangla. You know? Despacito is a reggaeton record Mm -hmm. and it's just a different language. Correct? Yeah. So Bangla is the same as Punjabi, same as Hindi, just like Hindi was there first in Bollywood films. Mm -hmm. Then Punjabi records came after. Correct? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's just who's next. Right. You know, what's happening next? And it's got to become a thing. You know, let's be honest, bro. We weren't dropping Spanish records 15 years ago, innit? No. No one in the UK knew about them kind of records, you know? It was probably a sample. Right. You know, or a French track. French tracks, bro, French, Spanish, we're Arabic, we're listening to everything, everything right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Everything. You don't question it. Mm-mm. You hear the beat, you're going crazy. Whether you're a DJ, whether you're in your house, whether you're in your car, you're going to play that tune, right? Sure. So Urban Bangla, I'll, you know, Nish would explain that much better, who I'll touch upon in a minute. But, mm-hmm. bro, it's literally a new movement, a new, a new style, a new vibe for Bangladeshis. Love it. You know? Same as Imran Khan when he dropped the whole Punjabi on heavy beats, mm-hmm. you know? I'm sure Jazzy done it back in the day, but Imran made it a lot more cooler, a lot more modern, mm-hmm. you know? That is what it is, bro. It's literally putting Bangladeshi language behind a different production outfit, different melodies, different insp- inspirations. And Master D, bro, like, he's an OG. He's been doing this for a while, you know, trying to make this a thing. But obviously, like you said, though, Master D's in Montreal. You know, the hub in Montreal and the hub in the UK, bro, it's a day and night. Mm, it's different. Difference, you know? Yeah. And it, it, and it's taking young young, young guys like Nish and, you know, even Musa and a lot of these, you know, I say Nish because he's from the UK, mm-hmm. to get people like me to believe in it. That's, you know? some, that's some shit. Because, bro, like, I'm Bengali, but don't get it twisted, fam. Like, I don't sing Bangladeshi songs, innit? <laughs> like, I, and I'll say that. Yeah. It's loud and clear. Yeah. I'm from Silet, bro. I don't... I don't Speak, I'm not from Dhaka. Right, you know, speak. The way Master D mm-hmm. and Nish and Musa and them man are dropping Bengali lyrics, sick. You know, I'm only going to get educated, you know, because I don't speak Shuddha. Right. I speak Sileti. For yeah. those who don't know, it's like Hindi and Punjabi. Mm-hmm. You know, even, even not even that, like Sileti is broken. Right. You know, so my thing is when, when Nish, when I met Nish, I met this crazy vibe. Like, yo, this kid is wants to do something but I didn't understand it bro like, I was like yo how are you going to do this Bengali thing and how is this going to work bro <laughs> yeah like, was it because that you didn't see it in your career or there was no market at the time or the market wasn't opened up I'm not yet? see it I didn't I couldn't hear it okay it wasn't almost it's never been done isn't it like right. properly you know and, I and again at that time I don't think I knew about Master D because I think my brother was singing Punjabi songs that's right 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 they were two step bungalow. Cash even bills yeah. and like, they were, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, they're different. not Bengali there, bro. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think he started doing that later as well. hundred like, percent. Yeah, cool. He he started it before everyone. But it's how how much was it get, getting out there? You know? Absolutely. So my, my education came more so from Nish and then Master D and everyone. I was like, yo, actually these brothers are messing with it as well. It's interesting abroad. that someone with so much like life <clears throat> experience, music business experience can say I I'm taking an education from the youth. 
Hell yeah, bro. I'm doing I'm doing it every day, bro. <laughs> like them man don't even know I'm clearing their stuff. <laughs> like what what I'm saying is <laughs> bro, what I'm saying, yeah. They ain't got, they ain't got no idea, bro. I'm taking as much and giving. I'll tell you that now. <laughs> yeah. Simple. They know that is right, actually. Um but my thing is he made it sound cool. You know, I saw I met him and he had a guitar in his back. Cause yeah, I'm niche. I'm like, okay, what'd you do, bro? Like, cause I'm into like and it was quite humble, like when I met him. I met him at a show. Actually, he was giving me my paycheck. Mm. You know, oh, he's a promoter. A so yeah, he actually was a part of the show and as part of the organization. He was really young, about th four years ago. And um, it was at an award ceremony called Mart Awards, which is Mother Awards, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, I met him and he, he wasn't really talking about music. He said, yo, bro, like, digging your stuff. And I'm like, cool. Then two years later, he was he was a host at this uh, Bangla Beats event show which is happening in Birmingham. Mm -hmm. and uh, So the community out there is together. Together, yeah. Like now, like then it wasn't, but mm -hmm. now it's more tighter. And it's like, yo, bro, like I make music and stuff. Like, I'm like, okay, cool, bro. Let me let me hear what you got. So I heard some stuff. And I don't know, man, he had this tone, like he had this crazy tone. I was like, but it's not even the tone. It's what he was doing with it. The whole, you know, like, I don't know what he was doing. And so he was doing the rap shit? Bro, he was doing rap, everything, okay, yeah. singing. And I was like, yo, this sounds crazy. And I, it just hit, you know, like a light bulb moment. Mm, absolutely. You know, and Lion was with me, which I'll come, who I'll come to in a minute. Ooh, yeah, one of the man. best. Lion. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we got to meet this guy too. He was man. with me at the minute. Uh, and he was producing with you at the time? Yeah, bro. Like, he's literally doing his thing. And we, we kind of met Nish together. And I had a light bulb moment. I was like, you know what? How can I make this? How can I set this alight? Because, mm. bro, since I've been Bengali, <laughs> everyone says, sing Bengali, bro. <laughs> sing Bengali from day one. People have always said it to me. But I'm like, bro, how am I going to do Bengali? I don't even write. <laughs> you know, that's that saying to me, write Punjabi, but I don't have no Punjabi writers. Right. How am I going to do that, bro? It's not possible, is it? Right. So my thing is, when I'm at Nish, light bulb moment, I put him on Janatki remix. And that's when he really delivered and and from our standpoint in new york that's that's about two years ago now yeah two yeah. years about and that's two. when we were like oh shit this shit is yeah what's happening this, this is crazy what's happening we got and that's when we decided to start the podcast because so much was happening at the time right and and, and you guys were building your thing and scene wise everyone was just music was just crazy flowing what we realized is that <clears throat> What y'all have in the UK with like people like Bobby Friction who document things and tell the stories, no one in the States was doing that for our community. Mm -hmm. So we felt like besides just putting the mixes out, besides just DJing the parties, besides being the faces behind the music, let's start giving the artists from a global scene, the global South Asian scene, a place to start telling the stories. Absolutely. And that's why we're here today. Hundred, bro. Like, yeah, man. And Nish's success, like, it speaks for his word. Like, you, you know, it speaks for his, his, his own actions. Like, bro, he went number one on iTunes, bro. Bengali record, come off it. It's not, it's not. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not known. Like, not even possible. Right. So, Asian network. So, so speaking of Nish, um, last trip or maybe two trips ago when he was here, I hunted him down, and that's what I do. I really try to hunt you down and find you if you're <laughs> in my city, bro. It's brilliant, right? <laughs> Hunted his ass down, pause, found him in Queens, went to his hotel, and I said, come outside, sit in my car, <laughs> plug your aux cable in, and play me this project. And I didn't know you at the time, and as I'm talking to him, he was telling me about 
his relationship with you. Yeah. And how you, as as a as an older figure, have had so much impact on his career and have guided him and have sort of helped him and been sort of a really no other way to put it but a mentor in his career. Uh, and similarly, Juicy and I like that's how our relationship sure. mm-hmm. is just a lot longer of a relationship. We've been, you know, been been together for years now. But similarly, like that's mm-hmm. I felt like, and that's why how I knew like you were you're not just the dude that makes the records, but you're behind a lot of shit that goes down. Sure, man. Coming out the scene. So at this point, uh, we're gonna get back to some of your story, but. I want to bring this in the room, if that's, that's cool with you. We're yeah. going to do part two. We have Butter Chicken Podcast. Something special today. <laughs> There's DJ Sherrod. DJ Juicy. Mom's a stranger. Nish is about to come through. Before Nish comes through, everybody on our show does a little acapella. Does that stand for the young OG? Can the young OG handle that? Who, me? Hell yeah. Come on, bro. <laughs> I'm asking you, my yeah. G. You, you mentioned that you like the song Umana, so I'll just... Yeah. I've already got that spinning in the back of my head, bro. Let's, Let's go. It, yeah. <laughs> my voice isn't. Too Sorry, we tough, got you obviously. the tea, bro. <laughs> yeah, bro, you know traveling. Is, <laughs> I'll drop. I'll drop the verses. Yeah. Uh, hold up. We gotta get the. We gotta get our <laughs> phone out. All right. We good. You ready? Yeah. Hell yeah. Check it out. Girl, you look so reserved Turn around, I'm gonna make your body burn Oh man, it's your turn, the big sergeant Feeling a girl, the man you deserve Bounce to the rhythm, girl, let's undress That is stress, don't it feel to impress You're my empress, girl, let's pass the first test Cause it's time for me to assess Girl, I guess I wanna Play your strings like Carlos Santana Your body looking out just like a sauna Girl, I want you to stay Yeah, yeah, yeah You're my dancing, oh man I see your body whining, oh man Shake your bumper for me, oh man Throw your hands up for me, oh man that you whining for me, Omana. Oh Slippers that in your body, girl, Omana. Oh I really wanna take you to the Bahama. Girl, you're my dancing, Omana, oh baby. Woo! Omana. <laughs> oh Fire. <laughs> What's the inspiration behind that? Bruv, it's literally called woman. You know how, you know how the, when you go, that's it, Oman. Yeah. yeah. A woman. Mm. Ah. So I was like, yo, how can I make that rhyme? And I was struggling. Mm. I was trying to make something rhyme with Bahama. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, you know what? Omana. Oh yeah. <laughs> I made that up, bro. <laughs> so you made the word up? Hell yeah. I even Googled it to see if it's saying else. Wow. I was swearing crazy. at no one. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Butter Chicken Podcast, live and direct from New York City. You just heard the boys from East London today. Uh, I am with DJ Juicy. I go by the name of DJ Sherrod. Juicy, what's really good, though? Chilling, man. Yo, listen, guys. You can catch us on every single podcasting platform, including Apple Podcasts, including Spotify, including uh, SoundCloud, and in India, Hub Hopper. Find us, uh, Instagram, at Butter Chicken Podcast. That's the hub. It'll take you everywhere else. My Instagram, at DJ Juicy, DJ J-U-I-C-Y. Sherrod, what's your Insta? At DJ Sherrod, DJ S-H-A-R-A-D. At Mumsy Stranger. Easy. It's amazing to see what's happening out there. Feels real good. Mm. Uh, we're glad to really, really be championing that sound out here. Yes, sir. Uh, we're very proud of what's happening, and, and we'll do whatever we can continue to do to support the movement. And uh, again, live and direct from New York City. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, like, and we'll see you next week on the Butter Chicken Podcast. We out. Peace.